Episode 158, Seize the Day. Welcome back to One Extraordinary Marriage, where we talk about sex, love, and commitment. You're here with Elisa DiLorenzo. And Tony DiLorenzo. We're so happy to be back behind the mics with you this week. This is always the highlight of our week. And, you know, as always, if you want to get in touch with us about anything that we discuss on the podcast, we love to hear from you. Whether you reach us by phone at 858-876-5663 or send us an email at info at oneextraordinarymarriage.com, we look forward to your interactions on a daily basis. Yeah. And don't forget, you can also comment under any of these podcasts or any of the articles that we post on oneextraordinarymarriage.com. And I want to tell you guys, this podcast reaches over 1,200 people each and every week, and that's because of you. And we want to say thank you so much because you love what you hear. You're taking action and you're sharing it. So we want to thank you. One Extraordinary Marriage Podcast is now the number three marriage podcast in iTunes, and it's amazing. We're just so thankful for you. We have listeners just like you. They're highly motivated. You're action-oriented. We have very valuable sponsorship slots available. Don't wait. Be a sponsor on the One Extraordinary Marriage podcast by calling me, Tony, at 858-876-5663 or email me directly at asktony at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. We're going to be starting something new this week. It's it's something that we've talked about behind the mics or off air, I guess I should say for, for a while now, it's, it's when we do hear from you guys and Mm -hmm. you call in, you share your, we did it. you share notes of encouragement that you're praying for us. And, and Tony and I were talking about this weekend because he was at a networking group and heard somebody else talking about just the feedback that they'd gotten in their, in their company. And they actually coined the term that these were like getting hugs from their customers or clients. And Tony was sharing the story with me and I thought, you know what, that's what we get. We get hugs every time you write in with, uh, you know, you're in a new, give me a new place to put on the map because you're writing in from a new country that we hadn't heard from. Or you send us that, hey, Tony and Lisa, you know, we're praying for you guys or we're thinking about you or we love what you do, whatever it is. I realized as Tony was telling me the story about this other company that that's what you've been giving us all along. And so we're going to start sharing our hugs that you give us with all of you as the listening audience. Mm-hmm. And that's how that little mind shift of calling them hugs is just a way for us to acknowledge the love that every one of you sends our way. Right. And so we got a special one this week. Tony's going to throw it out there. Yeah. And one thing I also wanted to say too is that I posted up a picture on on Facebook and it says your hugs are my favorite and we love those hugs that you give us this week we had an email come in from Uganda that's in East Africa and wow this is a hug really I mean we were just jumping up and down when we saw this says hello Tony and Elisa glad to be in touch we are a small group of young husbands and fathers who want to have very wonderful marriages with our wives we stumbled on your website And are sharing your nuggets among ourselves. You shall certainly hear from us. Woohoo! Yeah, that is what keeps us going. Mm -hmm. You know, those types of emails, those voicemails that you guys call in 
you would be surprised at how much it just drives us to continue this mission to impact marriages around the world, to talk about sex, to talk about love, to talk about commitment, to talk about intimacy and romance and passion and push the envelope to talk about it in a real way where we're impacting marriages where they're at. Mm -hmm. And you guys know it. We're not always fluffy. We get deep, we get down and dirty, and we talk about the real issues that you're facing. And so when we get to hear from you, it's awesome. Okay, I'm laughing right now because one of our kids' most favorite movies is the movie Despicable Me. And if you haven't seen the movie, there's this little girl that wants this unicorn and she finally gets the stuffed unicorn and she says, it's so fluffy, I could die. So when Tony uses the word fluffy, I'm sorry, I just, I'm watching a movie with my kids in my head. Yes. But thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Because you guys know that I love looking at the map. We do have a map of the world right where we podcast. And, you know, when we get these messages, uh, you know, this message came in earlier this week and I had to run over to the map because, you know, being in the United States, I don't necessarily know where all the countries are in Africa. And so it was really neat to have the kids come up to the or come up to map with me, and we looked, and so we start mapping out. Okay, there's another country that we've been able to to impact lives, mm-hmm. and I'm so excited for these men and for their wives that they are searching out marriage education. They are looking to make their marriages better, and that's why we are behind the mics each and every week. Because we want you to have that extraordinary marriage you desire. We want you to to find those little tidbits every week that you can take back and talk with your spouse and say, you know what? I don't know. I was listening to Tony and Lisa. They were a little crazy this week. What if we tried this? Or, hey, can we talk? Tony asked this question to Elisa, and I want to ask you, can we, can we have a conversation? Can we do a state of the marriage? Can we... Can we do seven days of sex challenge? Can we, you know, take a look at strip down and see how we can unlock intimacy in our marriage? Can we do these things? And you guys are, you're creating a revolution. You're creating, I see it every time I get out there and speak to an audience and people are in tune with this message. And by you sharing it, by you making a decision every day to work on your marriage, it is exciting the things that are going on. And, and, you know, as we go through that, something that came up this week. And the reason we called this seize the day is we actually got to seize the day this week Yeah, in our marriage. And we want to talk about how you do that in your own marriages, how you build in that margin so that you've got time to take advantage of the opportunities to be together, to do that. You know, we, we were fortunate enough that my in-laws took one child (laughs) away for the weekend and another one ended up having a sleepover And so we had free time. Yeah. Saturday night, we were able to just take some time away and we were able to seize the day, but we were able to do that because we're not so busy. And there is something I want to say. I'm tired of the glorification of busy. I hear it too much. I hear it too often. And usually it's to the detriment of your marriage Mm -hmm. and I'm tired of it. Hear what I said. I'm tired of the glorification of busy. Well, it's become a badge of honor. It has. In our society, you know, if you ask somebody how they're doing, almost always. I'm busy. I'm busy. And everybody goes, oh, that's so wonderful. But let me tell you, when you're busy, you don't have any margin in your life. 
You're running around and you can't seize the day. And that isn't good for you. And it isn't good for your marriage. And so this weekend, Elise and I, because we do build in some margin, we build in downtime over our weekends and during our week. So if opportunities arise, we can jump on them. We can take advantage of them. And that's what happened. And you know what? It's during those times that you grow closer together. And we have been wanting to watch a musical. I'm going to back up real quick. For many of you who have read Strip Down, you know we talk about the top 10 list. For those of you who haven't picked up Strip Down, go to oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash Strip Down. And in there, you'll learn about the top 10 list. And the top 10 list is a list of 10 activities you like to do and 10 activities your spouse likes to do. Well, when Elisa and I did ours, we found out that we enjoy musicals and plays. And there's a musical here in San Diego that we've been talking about wanting to go see for a couple of years now, and it's called Mixtape. It's all about 80s music. And I kept looking at it and going, oh, we'll make it, we'll make it. And I didn't. I never planned it on date nights, so that's that's me. But yesterday or Saturday, I should say, we had that opportunity. We found it, and we got online, we ordered tickets, and we went down and we saw a mixtape. And I mean, this thing is like two and a half hours long, Mm -hmm. and it was awesome. For any of you who grew up in the 80s, and you remember the music from Duran Duran, Depeche Mode, U2, uh, Bananarama, you name it, Prince, all of those Michael Jackson, Michael Jackson, Aha, Madonna, all of those <laughs> bands. Jackson. Just, just think about that, and then be in a theater. About it's a two hundred and fifty seat theater, and you're just sitting there, and you're clapping, and you're singing to these tunes together with with those on stage. You know, and, and those, the audience, in the audience, we're just singing and we're clapping and we're we're laughing because they're going over all those great shows on the Thursday night lineup on NBC. You know, they went through the Cosby show and family ties and cheers and cheers night court and night court. Yeah. They went over all this. And I remember there were a number of times throughout this that I got to just hear Lisa singing. And, and I was like, Oh, I remember that. And where, where, where I was. And it just brought back a flood of memories and of good times. And I'm so blessed that I was able to spend those two and a half hours with her. And even though we didn't grow up together, we didn't grow up in the 80s together, we didn't meet each other until 1994, it was still an amazing time to remember and reflect back on my own childhood of growing up in Banning, California, where I remember as a sixth grader, Oh, here it comes, guys. Standing up on stage at the talent show, singing Tears for Fears, you know, and just that roar and that rush of being up on stage with my buddy Shane. Man, it just brought back memories. But it also was a time for me to have new memories, right? I got to spend time with Elisa there. And I got to hold her hand and, and put my arm around her and create those memories right there in that moment with her. But we did that because we have margin in our lives. We have margin in our marriage. And... We just seize the day. Okay. And I have to laugh because, you know, so everybody in, in this theater, not everybody, but most everybody is singing because it was, you just found it was yourself. Interactive. It was interactive. I mean, you just kind of found yourself like this 
clip of a song would come up as they're singing it on stage. And you're like, I know that one. And you start singing. And so about, I don't know, 10 minutes before the end of the show, this elderly couple sitting in front of us turned around and shushed us. (laughs) And so we sat there chastised. And then Tony starts to sing again. So I have to squeeze his hand to keep him from singing. And all I could think about was, do you not hear all the other people in this theater singing? Like they wanted you to sing with, I mean, they didn't like come right out and say, hey, feel free to sing along. It just happened as the momentum of the show went on. And, and I sat there because I am the more reserved spouse as you, if you've listened to the show for any length of time, uh, you'll probably have picked up on and you know, I couldn't help but singing. And then I realized because Tony has given me grief for the last 18 years because I don't know songs and artists. I, I don't. It's not something I choose to use my brain power on. But I knew so many of those songs mm-hmm. last night. I was I was impressed with myself. But it was all part of that having fun with him and just not being my typical uptight self, which yeah. was probably a lot of fun for him. Uh, but yeah. we just, we had fun and, and Tony's right. We built this margin into our lives cause we spent time back in January and we've been doing it over the last, probably the last 60 days, really looking at how we're spending our time mm-hmm. and where's our energy going. You know, he, we were talking before the show about really it's a time audit. Yeah. And we're not perfect at it by any stretch of the oh, imagination. Please. I screw this up all the time. Well, we're, we're, we're continuously working on this so that way when opportunities do arise we can take advantage of them absolutely and so we've been cutting things out and making some really tough decisions and i know we've shared that with you over a couple of podcasts here since the beginning of the year it's it's all about a decision mm-hmm. you know where am i spending my time where what's taking me away from my husband and in our case our children okay and let's let's stop right there because yeah. you're probably going, okay, well, I know. Well, do you really know? Do you really know? Can you sit there and go, hey, on Tuesday, I did this, this, and this. And this this deals with those of you who are stay-at-home parents to those of you who are working full-time. Outside the home. Yeah. Outside. Trust me, stay-at-home parents work full-time. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, outside the home or, or even if you have your, your business in your home like we do. You know, do you really know? Have you done a time audit? And this is one of the most difficult things to do because you really have to be real with yourself on this one. And you can't have the perfect week and then write down all the perfect stuff just to go, oh, look at, look at how great I did this week when in actuality, you know that's not your typical week. This is like doing the food journal yes. for your nutritionist or your dietitian. And you know you ate junk food every single day, but you put down that you had salad four times a day. Right. And so pulling out and doing a time audit will help you realize where you can start to go, okay, I see where I'm not having enough time. Or what's pulling on your time? Are people just calling calling you and you're reacting to it? You just react. Somebody says, hey, let's go do this. Oh, okay, I guess, you know, I need to do that because I need to talk to you or what have you. And so one of the big things I would say you need to do is just figure out what you're spending time on. And if that means, hey, I wake up at 7 a.m. and from 7 to 8, I'm preparing the kids meals. I'm eating breakfast. I'm having a little downtime. Then write it down 7 to 8 
For some of you, you may wake up early in the morning. I've been trying to wake up early in the morning for the last since the beginning of the year, and I have spurts where I can get up at like 5 a.m. and 5:30, and then for the majority of the time, I will have to say I like just waking up around 6:30. It is just it's your natural rhythm. It is 6:30 for me is just natural. I would love to be able to get up at 5:30 and have that hour of quiet in the house. I just haven't been able to do it, and I realize that and I understand it. But in any case, find ways in a tool that works best for you. One that I found for you Android folks, it's called Awesome Time Logger. There is a free one and there's a paid version. You can check that out. I will also have those in the show note. I'll have a link back to that. And that way you can check it out. But it's an awesome time logger. And what you can do is, you know, if you're working, you just hit work and play. And it's logging that time. And if you're with family, or a hobby, or whatever have you, you just press those, and it just logs it. And what you can do over the week, every time you're moving in from one activity to the next, you just log it, you log it, you log it. And at the end of the week, you're going to have a graph, and you're going to see where you're spending your time. It's a great way. For others, you may just want a pen and paper. Mm-hmm. You know, If you have a calendar, a paper calendar, and it's really your scheduling calendar, you can use that for sure. Maybe go get... Um, Highlighters, you know, specific highlighters mean work or play or entertainment or time with my spouse or reading my Bible, whatever it may mean to you. Again, for each of us, something's different. Some of you are techie, savvy, and man, you you have this thing set up on your iPad, your iPhone, whatever else you're doing in seconds. Others of you are just like, hey, I just want pen and paper and I'm going to just write it down every day. But you got to do it. You got to take time and know what's happening during your week so you can find where you're going to say no. And that's, that's huge. Having that understanding of your time, because I know, I know for me personally, I waste a lot of time on Facebook and emails and that's an area that I'm working on condensing my life and getting more disciplined about that. And yes, the word that comes up when you're doing this building your margin is about discipline. And I know it's a word that most of you just, you know, you closed your ears and you're like, oh, Lisa just said the D word. And the reality is, is that discipline's not a bad thing. If this exercise ends up giving you more time with your spouse and your family, isn't that ultimately a positive this is a sacrificial exercise. That's what I told Tony before we got on the air that making a decision after you've evaluated where you're spending your time to go to the next point to say, okay, what are my priorities? What are my goals? You know, if my goal is to, to be present with my family, but I, you know, find out that I'm spending all this time, you know, playing sports out of the house with friends on Facebook, doing all this other stuff, my activities are not matching up with my goals and my dreams. Right. And that happened in our lives. Oh, yeah. When I was uber cyclist, dude, road Mm. cyclist guy and spent way too many hours, way too many hours on the bike. And yes, it was a passion of mine and it was a desire to be able to ride these 200 mile bike rides in a day. And it took time and effort to do that. But I had to take a step back and do one of these audits. And this one, when I did it, it was more in my head. I I just was able, I was at a time in my life where I could just visualize what was happening each week. And 
too much time was spent on cycling. It really was to the detriment of my marriage, to the detriment of the family, to the detriment of work, Mm -hmm. you know, because I would just, that's what I did. I had an identity in my cycling. And so I had to step away and go, wow, this, this is a priority that's gone a little overboard. Well, it didn't match up with, with your goals. Right. It, it, it had become a priority for you. It had become your number one priority. And, you know, again, Tony mentioned stripped down earlier. We feel so strongly about where your priority should be that the first chapter of stripped down, 13 Keys to Unlocking Intimacy in Your Marriage, deals entirely with getting your priorities straight. Yes. And having them in place so that you can look at those priorities in order and say, okay, are my passions, are what I'm doing, do they match up with where my priorities should be? Right. And if they don't, then, then you've got to go to step three. After you've evaluated where your priorities are and stuff, you've got to go to step three and you've got to make some cuts. Mm-hmm. You've got to sometimes say goodbye to those good things that are keeping you from having the marriage that you desire. Mm-hmm. that keep you from having the relationship with your kids that you desire because there are thousands of good things out there. You know, it's great to connect with friends on Facebook and it's great to go hang out with the guys at the game and it's great to go indulge in your hobbies. But we have to remember that it is fundamentally important to work on the marriages to work on the relationships of the people that we live in the same house with. Mm-hmm. Sometimes guys, you, you get so caught up in doing all of this other stuff because it's, it's fun and it's exciting and it's new and it's different and all this. And you think, well, you know, I'm mean, they're still there. It's, you know, it's my husband, it's my kids. I'm with them all the time. Well, you know what? They want to be with you, but if you don't invest in them, it's not going to be reciprocated. It's like the other night, kids have been out of school this week because, you know, our kids get weeks off here and there for school. And, and Abby had already gone to sleep. Tony was going off to bed and Alex comes up to me. He's like, hey, mom, will you watch a movie with me? Mm-hmm. I do remember this. And so I said, yeah, you know, I, I don't know how long I'll watch the movie, but I'll sit down with you. And Tony's like, wait a minute. <laughs> Why aren't you coming to bed? And I looked at him and I said, I've got precious few years left when Alex is actually going to like get this cheesy smile on his face because he's so excited that mom is sitting down, just the two of us, watching a movie with him. We ended up both falling asleep during the movie. And I got up and left him on the couch to go to, you know, get into bed with Tony. But the, the reality is, is that me just being on the couch so he could lean up against me was more important right then than me just going to bed, spending that time with him. Because see what happens when you don't have any margin in your life, when you are running from sunup to sundown, because you are so scheduled and you are so regimented and you've got so many to do things on your list and so many places to be, you don't get the opportunity to just have a moment with your husband or wife. You don't get the opportunity to sit down on the couch with your kids because you're thinking, oh no, it's, I, I've got, this is my laundry time or this is my clean up the dishes time. And, and, and I've gotten to the point, you know, I'm not a housekeeper. I do not like to clean my home at all. And you know what? I don't care because if my kid says he wants to watch a movie with me, I'm going, if Tony says, you know what? We got a free night. 
let's go see mixtape. I mean, our friends, because we were at a scrimmage before we left to go um, to go out last night. Alex had a baseball scrimmage, and they're like, what are you guys going to do tonight? Because they know, our friends know that if we've got an opportunity where both kids are out of the house, guess what? That is Tony and Elisa time, and we are doing something. Yeah. It's become our marriage culture. And the big thing here, too, folks, a big thing, too, and, and this is where I struggle a lot, is living in that moment, living in that moment, letting everything else out of your mind, getting rid of all of the stuff that's talking to you. And I'll tell you, this is, this is one of the toughy areas for me because it's just being able to be present with Elisa at times when my mind wants to just race you know, because this has to be done and that has to be done. And, and so it is just taking deep breaths for me, just, you know, breathing in through the nose and breathing out and just going, God, I'm giving it to you and I'm moving on and let me just be present with the Lisa. Mm-hmm. Let me have this time with her because it is precious. It is so darn precious to be married to her and to be in love with her and to be around her that I want to enjoy it. I want to honor her. And so for those of you who you're going, yeah, Tony, I get it. And yeah, at least I get it. But when we're together, my mind's racing. I get it. And it's, it's taking that step back and just breathing, you know, breathe through your nose and out your mouth three, four, five times. Let it go. Be in the moment. Remember when we were kids. And, and I think that's why mixtape was so amazing for me anyways. Because it brought me back to my childhood days of junior and senior high school in Banning. And it just brought me back to the time in my life when I lived in the moment. Mm-hmm. And yes, life has changed and I have responsibilities. I get it. But think about that. Think about those times when you would just be out there on that playground and the boom box is blaring and you're just laughing and you're giggling and you're having a great time and you're running around and you're just in that moment. Nothing else is bugging you. Get there with your spouse. Find your way to relax and let everything else sort of just slip away for a while. And, you know, it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be big and complicated. It doesn't have to overwhelm you. I mean, some of these decisions on what you have to cut out of your life, some of them will be very big decisions. And I'll acknowledge that because we've had, I personally have had to make those decisions over the last two months. Yeah. And it's not been easy. It's, we've, you know, you talk about time. We've invested a lot of energy in having conversations about it because I really had to talk through this decision with Tony. Yeah. And, and, and well, let, let, let's talk about that real quick here, Lisa, because I think this is a great example of what we've been dealing with in our own lives, in our own marriage, mm-hmm. and how we are able to, hey, we, we figured out some stuff, what we're doing, time audit, how we're making more margin. So you want, you want all the details? Yeah. Okay. So I'm pretty sure we've shared with you guys over the last few years, probably in some of the early episodes, that I have been involved with a direct sales company. And, you know, it's been going well for the last, you know, it's been four, it was four years in November and actually was having some of my best months um, 
you know, third or fourth quarter of last year. Teams growing, all of these wonderful things are happening. And at the same time, one extraordinary marriage has started taking on a life of its own because of all of you, because of what we want to do, because of the vision that we have for this company, it's been growing as well. And so I found myself in January um, at a point where I was at a training with our business coach and she asked this very pointed question up on the PowerPoint and said, what's keeping you from achieving your dream in your business? And you know, I was there to talk about One Extraordinary Marriage. And so the first thing that came to mind was I need to make a decision about this direct sales company and my involvement with it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was, it was this gut reaction. And I thought, oh my gosh, that can't possibly be true. I love what I do. I, I love this company. I love the women that I've come in contact with. I love all my clients. I, I have, that can't possibly be the answer. And so I came home and I told Tony, I said, you know, kind of had this weird moment at training this weekend. I'm not really, you know, and he's like, okay, you know, just let's think about it. And, and so, you know, we started having the conversations and it became more clear to me. Interesting enough, while we were doing a lot of, a lot of that clarity came during the day, but it really started being solidified when we were doing our nightly devotional together. Yeah. It's funny how God's got a way of, of just, you know, sending those billboards up time and time and time again to make sure you're really getting the message. Um, you know, sometimes you just get smacked across the face with the words coming at you and that, and that's pretty much kind of what it felt like. And, and so I finally made the decision, you know what, as good as that has been for us and our family, as, as good as it's been with, you know, my business growing and us being able to do things through the company, I couldn't do two businesses in a growth phase at the same time and give them the energy that I, I, that I needed to plus give Tony the energy he needs for me as a wife and give my kids the energy they need as a mother. I couldn't do it all. And that's part of what comes out of that time audit when you realize, you know what? I, I can't do it all. And more and importantly, more importantly, I, I don't want to try and do it all. I don't need, I've gotten to the point, like I remember in college where I was like, I was going to be the superwoman. I was going to do everything and I was going to have my shiny cape and, you know, Wonder Woman armbands and I was just going to like take the world by storm and I was going to be perfect. And I realized over the last couple of months, I mean, I've known for a while, but I'm not perfect and trying to do too many things at once. I'm not doing it well. And so I made a very, very painful decision one that I've had to grieve over and still, as I'm sharing with you guys on the, on the podcast now brings tears to my eyes, but I made a decision that I was going to, to walk away from that company so that I could be a hundred percent into one extraordinary marriage so that it frees me up to be able to interact with each of you on a regular basis, to be able to respond more timely to the emails, to be able to launch, create coaching. I mean, this is by freeing up my evenings and my weekends from the direct sales. I now have the opportunity to work one-on-one, helping you guys move through those relationship challenges, getting you to the point where you're engaging in positive action in your marriage. But that couldn't happen when my time was being divided. Now it can. And I'm so excited to start hearing 
and working with each one of you that's interested in this coaching. Because it's, it's one thing to hear us podcast on a weekly basis. And we know you guys get so much out of that. It's another thing to work with us one-on-one and get really intense into your marriage. And we were interviewed last week and I love what the host was saying because we were talking about the create coaching on her show. And she said, you know, the neat thing about coaching is that it's not just for people that are in crisis. It's not just for those relationships that are like, what do we do? We're at the end of the rope. We don't know what to do. It's also for those men and women who say, you know what? We're in an okay spot, but I wonder if we tweaked a few things. I wonder if we could make it extraordinary. Mm-hmm. And that's what I want to do. And, and so being able to step away for something that's been really good to allow me to jump into something that we are so passionate about and that we know is going to literally take the world by storm to be able to work with you guys, to be able to answer your emails. So you're not, you know, I mean, we're still going to have a certain day that we answer emails. We're working that all out, but to know that we've just got that energy and we can do it between the hours of eight and five. Right. You know, over the last four years, I've worked lots of evenings. I've worked lots of weekends. I've missed sporting events. I've left my kids with Tony, you know, on a night when we typically do family movie night because that was mommy's mommy was working that night. And I made a decision that, you know what? It's okay. It's okay to take a step back from something good to free up the margin in my life to create something better and to create something extraordinary. And that's what I want you guys to look at this week. I want you to look at your time to figure out Where can I find that margin? What do I really deeply desire in my life? Like I know Tony and I have this passion to revolutionize marriage around the world, to create extraordinary marriages. I know that. And as that has become crystal clear, we make all of our decisions in line with that big vision. Everything funnels into that. Going out last night was part of that because our marriage has to be strong in order for us to help you have a strong marriage. Our family, the fact that we work on our relationship with our kids, not always well, but we work on it on a regular basis. (laughs) It's because this family has to be strong in order for us to have the ability to go out and work with each one of you. Yeah. It's decisions. When you get that crystal clear vision for what you want in your marriage and what you want your marriage to look like, you make decisions based on that. You start giving yourself the mantras that are in line with that and you create your reality and that's what we want for you. And that way you can seize the day. You seize the day. You seize the opportunity to have the life that you desire. You want to learn more about the create coaching contact Elisa directly mm-hmm. at ask Elisa at one extraordinary marriage.com and she can get you all filled in and what it's about, what's entailed and, um, and go from there, but don't miss out on this. Don't miss out on it. If you're sitting there going, man, I do need to figure out how to get more margin in my marriage. I need to find ways that I can find time to connect with my spouse. And you know why you want to do that? Because one of the fun things that Elise and I have done for years are play, have been playing board games. That by creating margin in our marriage, 
by being able to have that time and know that we we have it, we can have fun together. And we've done everything from we bowling to just Yahtzee to, you know, sex games and dice and things of that nature. And actually, we actually even wrote an article on 11 fun board games. And, and when you build the margin in, guess what? You've got time to do it. Yeah. You've got time to play with your husband or wife. And not be stressed out about it. Because that's the thing. You want to be present. You want to be with them. You want to enjoy that time together, that connection. And so here's one thing, though, too. You want to learn about those fun board games? You know, Go check them out at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash board games. There's 11 of them that you can check out. Ones that you can play together and have fun together because that's what it's about. You know, over time, that emotional feeling of love fades away. Believe me, I've been married 16 years. The emotional, like, butterflies, that feeling, it fades away. It does. I don't, honestly, every time I wake up in the morning, have, like, butterflies and just this, oh my gosh, Elisa's there. I love her. Don't get me wrong. I love her dearly. (laughs) She's laughing at me. But this is what it is. Love is a verb. It's an action, right? It's what we do. It's what we do. And I have got to tell you in the five years since I have changed from where I was at year 11 to year 16, I'm more in love with Elisa now than I ever have been. And it's not an emotional fluttery, oh my gosh, there she is. It is because I have taken action to love her. Mm-hmm. And that has built up our bond. But we have done that by seizing the day, by seizing the opportunities, by looking at our schedules, by looking inward at ourselves and going, what can we change? What can we alter so that we can have this time together? You can do it. I believe in each of you who are listening. I do. And you're probably going, man, I don't know, Tony. I believe in you. I believe that if you can just get a pen to paper for seven days straight, you're going to find out where you're spending your time. And then you're going to be able to go to your spouse and go, you know what? Yeah, I am wasting a bunch of time here. And you know what? They're going to be able to come to you and go, yep, you know what? I'm wasting a bunch of time here too. Maybe we cut out an hour of this in our week. That opens up a prime opportunity for us to connect. Maybe if we say no to this right now for the next three, six months, a year maybe. Yeah, we love doing it together. Yeah, it's important to our community. Yeah, it's important to our church. But if we said no to it for three, six, 12 months, what could that do for our marriage? And let me tell you something, an hour a week will make a difference. Oh, it doesn't sound like much, but here's a little insight into Tony and Elisa. This podcast started out as one hour a week that we sat down and talked. And I will tell you right now, I would not give up this hour a week for anything. It, 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 it's a non-negotiable in our marriage because whether you all are here in the podcast or if we you know, are just recording something for, for us and we just happen to sit down and put on the mics and you know, put on the headphones and the mics, 
This hour is vital to our marriage and impacts us each and every single week. So find that hour. Find it. I can promise you that if you do that time audit and look at your priorities and your goals, you're going to find an hour. And when you do, and when you engage in it in your marriage, you're going to start to see a transformed marriage. And it's going to be amazing for every one of you. And that's what you want. At the end of the day, it's what we all desire. Yeah, we do. And so with that, we want to hear from you, right? We want to hear your we did it. We want to hear how you have transformed your marriage in one week from ho-hum to amazing. So you email us your we did it at info at oneextraordinarymarriage.com or you call us in and you let us know what's happening in your marriage. What are you doing? What actions are you taking that are giving you the success that are, that are showing you and allowing you to have that romance and that passion and that intimacy with your spouse? You call us. We want to hear from you. 858-876-5663. You guys, we love you. You mean the world to us. And as we send you off this week, make it an awesome one. 